white lady appears beside you in all her feral beauty. And she says, welcome to, to crudely drawn swords. It's so good that anytime anyone says welcome with any hesitation, <laughs> crudely drawn swords. Yeah. Yeah, you wait till next time you watch The Rock. <laughs> so I'm going to be like, welcome. And you're like, to crudely drawn swords. I thought you meant the wrestler, and I was going to say, he doesn't say welcome. What the, it's if you smell what The Rock. Welcome to crudely drawn swords. I nearly said it at the start of a very important meeting. Nice. Luckily, I was on mute. Nice. I was a very important representati- representative in that one. I was supposed to be a grown-up and everything, and they're like, welcome. <laughs> and then they asked us to introduce ourselves, and I was like... Oh! Hi, I'm Enigma, and I play Ali. <laughs> so, yes, welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, the actual play... Nice, Gwyn, I respect welcome that, Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, oh, the actual sorry, play podcast of high adventure, low dice rolls, and intermediate levels of terrible puns. I'm your host, GM Ben Moxon. <laughs> And with me are four of the worst people. Timed it well, though. Who have ever lived. Wait, do me first. Do my introduction first. With his suspiciously fishy-smelling John Smiths, we have... Oh, that's not as loud as I was. Tristan T.Y. or the bad. That really was anticlimactic. Do someone else first. With his... Glasses freshly being cleaned. We have uh, Gwyn Teague, who plays Percival Cleft. Man, I, I wish that the way you looked around with the spectacles on then could have been somehow captured in audio. It was very strong. You could probably hear it in his voice. In many ways, it was. <laughs> with his having given up alcohol for Lent, we have Adam Eagle and the Gunslinger. I didn't know he'd given up booze. Glad you've got a tune. Missed that. You should have been here listening instead of walking around getting more cans of booze. Yeah. And finally, with COVID, we have... (laughs) (coughs) Ali. When last we saw our heroes, you should all know exactly what happened when last we saw our heroes, because for the first time in the history of the podcast, we have actually released everything we've recorded before this point. I remembered to listen yesterday as well. Yeah, it was a pretty good episode, I think. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. When last we saw our heroes, Tristan and Enigma had gone on an inexplicable suicide dive into a well full of doom. Team Bloodwell. <laughs> yeah, Team Bloodwell. Uh, they were, if anything, blood unwell. Uh-huh. And they died. Well, I mean, did we? We're in pieces. Yeah. There's more to say about that, and I'm sure you'll discover. But yes, you did die. I was broken up about Oh, that means my glass thing must be broken. Huh? We'll see. Yeah, you forgot about that. I did. I know I have not forgotten about that. Uh, I'm keeping a close eye on that in my background. There's a special file for it. I'm just waiting for Ali to roll a two, and then I'm going, that's going to die. Sake. Just instant death. Unbelievable. So, yes, Team Bloodwell found themselves in oil paintings, as did Adam in attempting to retrieve them. The only person who avoided being trapped in an oil painting on the walls of the mezzanine level of the White Lady's Tower was Percy, who carefully used the 
belongings of his compatriots and his own ritual power to restore his companions. As he did so, they were returned to him in his circle of protection, but beside it was the White Lady who welcomed them in. Prior to entering the White Lady's realm, I should probably have led with this, but you know how it goes, Percy had entered a prophetic trance wherein he witnessed creatures made of blood, a gallery of paintings with strange eyes, and the moon broken in half. Our heroes now stand in a fine hall with paintings along the side walls before an archway, and through that archway comes a luminous light reminiscent of a shining moon. But perhaps more immediately, the White Lady has appeared beside you. And she has said, welcome to... (laughs) (laughs) She has said, welcome to the new kingdom of death. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Weird where you ran the word welcome into the rest of your sentence. (laughs) Like you didn't want to take a breath in between the two words. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Maybe I'll give her a flourish bow. And we, my lady, are the Hawks. <laughs> a pleasure to meet you. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. <laughs> she says, oh, you have a group name. How quaint. Yeah, well, You're called the White Lady. Don't give us shit. <laughs> I have many names. She has many names. Yeah, but they're all white-based. <laughs> <laughs> she says, no, you have got me there. Anyway. Yeah. Come along, I need your skills. And she <gasps> leads you Twist. towards this archway. Or she asks you to come towards this archway. What do you do? What, what skills do you need exactly? Is it like plastering? Interior design? Painting? Everything I've learned about you is that you're less constructive and more destructive. I have something I need breaking and I think you are just the people to do it. Daughters. Just the people. Everyone bow again. Uh, Milady. Why would we do this? <laughs> I mean, you've been very polite about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, dude. Uh, Percy, don't, don't embarrass me in front of the white lady. <laughs> <laughs> she says, the first reason would be that it would be very wise for you to put yourselves on the side of the new goddess of death in the realm of the dead that will soon claim the whole world. Why would you not want to be part of this operation? This is an on-the-ground opportunity in you to be part of something grand. No disrespect, my lady, but if you knew a lot about us, you'd know we're not super wise. <laughs> That's, not really our... That's not really our main selling point. Just like John Smith's isn't this fishy flavour. <laughs> Out of interest, what, what would you say is our main selling point, Tristan? Genitals. What? Bag of pubes. There you go. Well, <laughs> this destruction that you need involves genitals. <laughs> and apparently <laughs> it comes to the right place. Good question. I want to ponder that. <laughs> Our heroism. Yeah. Breakfast. 
Oh, yeah. Right. He says, well, this is the perfect opportunity for heroics. You could be true heroes. <gasps> I'm in. Screw that Percy. I'm going to push Percy's face away. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> Say no more. I'll whisper to Percy. Percy, she's friends with my main man and before acts. Just play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't embarrass me in front of my new friends. As you look through this archway, what you see is in the centre of this tall, spacious hall. And the hall looked bigger than the building looked from outside. It looks like this room alone is larger than any of those towers could contain. In the centre is a model of the Greater Moon. And the only thing that distinguishes it from the Greater Moon is that it's obviously quite small, relatively, and there's a slight greenish cast to the light. So it shines just a little bit green. And beneath it is this kind of model spire that appears to be made of jade. And on the ground between it and you is just like a load of toy soldiers. No taller than your fingernail. Very small. But I will, as, as we're walking with her, I will actually pull Percy back quickly say, uh, just in case you didn't listen to the episode hell, when I was talking to Amithorax, he did mention that the power, or I seem to recall he mentioned that the power of the realms of the dead was something that even he didn't have power over. I don't know how relevant that's going to be, but I think it was something like that. Mm-hmm. So we might not want to help them destroy the I know you were quite keen to destroy the land of the dead. But it might either not help or it might help, but it's just something to bear in mind. I think it was a similar in power to him, but in a different way. So it's a fundamental... I think you might remember, Tristan. Thank you, is Ben. That, is that he said that the power of the realm of death... Older than... It was older than him, and it sustains the continued existence of the world. Okay, cool, Zs. You definitely broke just it list, then. <laughs> Just whatever Ben said, that's <laughs> what you need to bear in mind. <laughs> um, um, hold on, I'm getting a voice. Yep, yeah, it's Ben. Yeah, he's saying... Uh, <laughs> best Derek Akora. Who is this omnipotent being that speaks to you? Funnily enough, last time, the first time you met the White Lady, that was the first time you also mentioned Derek Akora. The uh, renowned medium. (laughs) (laughs) So as you pass over into this room, you feel everything shifting slightly weirdly, like your perception shifts a bit. And within a few strides, you're walking between life-sized sculpted soldiers towards a jade tower beneath the moon. It's kind of this long avenue and the white lady leads you forward and she says all i need you to do is just to break that in half and she points at the moon why is that it's ripe and rich for harvest and i think we could all benefit from that power we are creating something better the realm of death has been stultified for so long but see what i can make with death see what i can do with the dead I can change things in ways that the tired old pattern of the world cannot touch. And how would you change things? What do you intend to do with this power? What you must understand is that this power, the dead are happy to grant us, 
for it gives them a purpose and a shape. And so as this power grows, we are able to form the world more and more in our likeness, more and more to our will. Yes, but what is it that you will? What is it you want of the world? The world has always offered a certain structure, and it is time to break that structure so that it can be made better and clearer. I don't know what, 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 what we want to do, Percy. Well, not, not necessarily. But I feel like it's a trap, man. <laughs> <laughs> she says, this is definitely not a trap. Oh, God. Per- yeah, chill, man. It's okay. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of putting you in a trap. Oh. The hawks. The hawks, the untrappable hawks, I've heard you called that. <gasps> That's what they say. Oh, we have been called that. Come on, Percy, let's help a lady out. Come on. Look at her little frail old body. What does she look like, by the way? She is beautiful in a dangerous way. You had me at beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> when I described her earlier, I used the phrase feral beauty. She looks untamed. Like a weasel. And she looks like she doesn't care. I'm going to sort of scruff my hair up a bit. I'm just going to just untangle my hair and kind of lean against the wall like a bad boy. Yeah? And you're between like avenues of like carved soldiers. So I guess you could be leaning on a soldier. Yeah, I'm leaning on a soldier. Leaning uh, on a got shoulder, a the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's it to me? What, what do we get out of helping you then? Darling, don't know why I've gone kind of cockney geezer. That's my idea of a bad boy. Suddenly, he manages to find and throw a uh, leather jacket over his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) She says, flipping a coin. Suddenly, his trousers are tight jeans. He says, what do you want? Well, as you can see, uh, milady, Tristan here was also created for a singular purpose. (laughs) 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 Perhaps... I mean, his clearly is to screw everything that he meets, but... Chewing a toothpick, give her a little wink. <laughs> Perhaps you could enlighten us as to the to, to the purpose that uh, you purport to um, to be driven by. She kind of nods towards Tristan and says, I already have one of those, actually. It's a little smaller, but they're really irritating, honestly. Oh, it's bigger in real life. <laughs> what are we talking about? What have I missed? And she's saying she has a small Tristan. Oh, yeah, you do. (laughs) Yeah, that little clown. Where is he? Bring him out. I want to meet him. She says, I felt you would be a little intimidated by your presence. So I've asked him to stay away for his own comfort. You understand? That kind of flattery doesn't work on us. We're the hawks here. (laughs) Weren't born yesterday, my lady. Really? Because... A lot of the time, your actions suggest maybe you were. <laughs> I can't, I can't fault that logic. <laughs> um, also, I think we did die yesterday. In fairness, through me, you could enjoy an indefinite life—a life as long as you wished for. I mean, could I rule by your side as a king? No king rules over me. Not over you. I have no ruler. That's why she draws lines, Wiggly. I d- by your side as a king, together. <laughs> she says, I have no need of kings, but you may make a sightly companion for a time, should you so wish. Yes! Right, I've got the thing I want. Hawks, Adam, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, this is a Christmas list. <laughs> you better come back to me. I'll, I'll bring you along. You can be our, like, you can be a buddy. So what, what happened? Um, what, what changed when... 
when we knew sort of stories of you, then you went with battlefields. Uh, yes. Guided souls to, to their purpose. But why why has all this suddenly changed and come about? I was always their purpose. This is a curious story. I I had a, a bit of a run-in with some some very powerful and willful individuals. Impressing, frankly. I was impressed and I was cut down to my very essence. My realm itself burned away almost to nothing. It was a disaster for me. But in that time, an old friend to whom I once owed loyalty <laughs> Adam's just at the back, just seething. Adam's just bitch. seething through this whole thing, biting his tongue. The shit she's spouting. <laughs> Amazing. An old friend to whom I once owed a certain loyalty, fealty, you might almost say, gave me a gift, and the gift he gave me was the beauty of music. And ever since then, I have been very quietly traveling the world, rebuilding myself and finding those who wish to come to me, those among the dead who could appreciate my vision and drawing them into my music and into this place. And finally, finally the time has come that the new music is permitted into the world, that we can reach out with this power and use it to bring our own ends so much faster. I owe none fealty now, for I have this power. And all I need is a tiny step more. There is only one step beyond me and all I need, all that it will take to reshape the world, to reshape what death is, what death means. And that has become my ambition. I feel like a charming and open her, Percy, and then ask what it would actually look like. Yeah, go for it. What would it look like? <laughs> <laughs> so, charming and open. My lady, you have uh, you have swayed me. You have intrigued me for sure. And uh, I, where whoever gave this magic to you, he sounds like a someone that probably got it off their own without any assistance from anyone else. It could have come from anywhere. Could have could have been anyone. But let me tell you, he was a pale comparison to the original. <laughs> and so, within charming and open, you have a list of questions. Right now? Yes. Ask the player, blah, 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 blah. Whom do you serve? What do you wish I would do? How can I get you to... <laughs> uh, what are you really <laughs> feeling about? What do you most desire? Well, they're kind of all rubbish. I kind of want to ask, what would actually happen? None of this fluty, flouncy rhetoric. What will happen if we break the moon, <laughs> m'lady? <laughs> if I break your moon, what will happen? <laughs> oh, oh, Tristan. <laughs> she says, the power within will pour down into this realm and it will give us all we need to shape the world from here on. But how? What will you shape it into? <laughs> Take my power, my lady! <laughs> Zip! She says, I will shape it into a place where art and music have primacy, where they stand above all, where the true aesthetic lies within everything. Once, my people were hunters, but that crude barbarism, we were shown the error of our ways through music 
a music that almost destroyed us. And then we were rebuilt by music, a music that reformed us. And we have come to learn that painting, that sculpture, that art is truly at the heart of everything. I would make the world a place of art. You're going to turn everyone to statues, aren't you? Statues and paintings. I already have all the statues I could wish for. Indeed, part of what your efforts will do will be to awaken these statues, to bring the dead into these bodies that I've built for them. The dead have always been lost, their knowledge and skill wasted beyond the Black Gate, where they are beyond all reach. But here, here, their knowledge, their selves could rise and be part of a wider world. They could live again in these sculptures. They could give form and consider. So many are dead and collected here. But once this endeavour commences, they can bring us ever more. Their statues can walk into the world and collect more for us to build with. Our capacity will only be limited by the number of the living. I mean us as in you and I for a few, few years of frolicking. She says, yes, of course. <laughs> you almost had me, you little lying minx. Adam, shoot her in the face, quick! She looks at you and she says, by all means. You understand that you cannot kill the goddess of death in the realm of death. That's not how any of this works. I know. I'm not an idiot. Huh? <laughs> she raises an eyebrow. I'll raise both my eyebrows. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Your move, white lady. Somehow it doesn't make you look smarter. Raises three. <laughs> I raise you three eyebrows. You don't know that. Uh, I'll wave my eyebrows up and down. All oh, oh. <laughs> she has turned. She has turned away from this. She says, "But consider, consider that you could live forever, and yet you get, you're getting closer to the jade walls of this tower. And before the walls, she points an arm out." And slightly theatrically to one side and you see the four sculptures beside it and there is a beautifully sculpted Percy and a beautifully sculpted Enigma and a beautifully sculpted Adam and a beautifully sculpted Tristan. She says in these bodies, in these forms of the true art, you could live forever. That is what I offer you, a life unending in a world of true art, of true understanding. Percy, thoughts? <laughs> um, honestly, not keen. <laughs> <laughs> so, just runs her through. This, um, this this realm that um, you say that you've constructed. Um, how was how is this possible that you've that you've been able to construct this? Where's the power come from so far? From the true music. Oh, from the music. Yeah, don't think we need to know that, Percy. Don't pull on that thread, friend. <laughs> it's come from somewhere, could be anywhere, could be anyone. And from the power that I had before, and from the dead, for well, they support me in all things. Yeah, I mean, the, the power that you had before, if, I mean, something has changed, hasn't it? Otherwise, you would have done this with the power that you had before. Um, so somebody has taught <laughs> you some new musical tricks by the sound of it. <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. 
We don't know that. We can't prove that. I think somebody's going to get their body spanked. Could have been any one of the hawks that did that, quite frankly. It could have been Merope, for all we know. Mm. Huh? Mm. Sounds like something she'd do, actually. Oh, I heard it was Banbury. <laughs> she says, it definitely wasn't Merope. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, woman. Come on. I'm going to be your partner in a few, for a few thousand years. Let's not start off on rocky footing. <laughs> she, she says, no, I was taught it by my old friend from the Canada Fang. Yes, yep, we get it. One who I once called Master. He said he learned it from Tristan Wilde. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. Fuck's sake, why would you sell me out like that? You're trying to get me on board. Listen, what he taught you is a pale comparison of the power I have. If I just click my fingers, this whole place just disappears. Oh, excellent. Go on then. Go she on then, Tristan. Fine. She said, go on then. I'm going to click my fingers and see what happens. I'm going to think really hard about... Wait a minute. She wants... I'm going to try and reinforce the moon with a click of my fingers. <laughs> Tristan, what did you trade for this power? You, If you've given this to Ambithorax, what did you get in return? I didn't give it to him. Okay. He tricked me. He has somehow got it from you. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. He has somehow got it from me. Did you get magic beans? Is that what happened? I mean, you were referring to him as your man earlier. So yeah, my main man. Thank yeah. you, but he's not my bestie. Which implies not... that maybe there was there was no, at least no, some no. sort of trade. Uh, you've misunderstood that com- that that term. It means right, mortal enemy. Where I'm from, <laughs> and where you're from is where I'm from. <laughs> the same place. Um, it doesn't mean that. Yeah, but I'm uh, I'm into that street slang. You know, I'm way more authentic. <gasps> Huh? I'm going to give a side eye to Enigma. Yeah, I, I've heard that phrase before as well. Yeah, we say it yeah! all the time. <laughs> down in the inns and shit. Yeah. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it, yeah, I can... Well, I love how we have these conversations right in front of the big bad. <laughs> that us to, we're like, well, I can I can manipulate whatever she can manipulate, basically. And better, I assume. You assume. No offence, m'lady. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of the... I'm kind of the big dog around here. He says... Oh. When it comes to music. Oh, I see. Yes, I see. But this is the new realm of death, and I am the goddess of death, so... Wait, wait, wait. No, you want to be the goddess of death. The goddess of death is still beyond the black gate. I am. And her voice is, like, huge and fills the room. Do we think she is, or she's just still being a bit like, Got really I'm all good. that? Um, like, I feel she like... did say it really loud, so... Yeah. It's probably right. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, get on the floor, floor and grovel quick, and then we'll have a hawk huddle and discuss the plan while it looks like we're groveling. Oh, we're so scared. Guys, what are we going to do? You have to, like, tug Adam's coat to get him to kneel down. <laughs> yeah, get down, get down, Adam. Just pretend. Okay, Hawks, what's the plan? What's the game plan? Ah, don't hurt us, don't hurt us. What's the game plan? I feel like maybe... Somebody has unbottled something that is going to be like, incredibly difficult, if not impossible, to put back in. Yeah, who could have done that? Um, okay, we it's open now. The I'm not really sure how we meet that challenge. The John Smiths is out of the can. How do we <laughs> how do we drink the fishy goodness down? Uh, I have two questions. One one for Ben and one for yeah Enigma. <laughs> uh, Enigma. Hello. You know when you like drag people behind trees 
into yes. the realms of the dead. Would that work with that blood tree that's in the courtyard? I don't know, Ben. Enigma, here's the trick. You can do that from anywhere. You don't need a tree on this side. You only need to have a tree in the forest on the other side. You can walk behind nothing. I knew that. What? Looking out for trees. The problem is you cannot access the realm of the dead here. You are cut off from it. That's why you are feeling so healthy and sprightly. Right. And I really am. <laughs> and why Daddy Ghost isn't around. I could push her into the realm of shallow. Shadow. You could try that, Tristan. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> the people that um, she was on about, like her hunters and all that, is that the old gods that were off in their little corner of the realm of the dead? I was thinking. No, that. they used to hunt gods. Wait, it, do I yeah. know that? I think I know that. Yeah, the Canavir Fae. Yeah, you were hunted by her court. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was it? The wild hunt or something, yeah. Yeah, it was like that's how they drove you to the through the briar maze, and you faced the questing beast. Uh, well, so she's referring to the fae rather yeah. than those yeah. those old gods. Well, yeah, yeah Amphorax has basically given her the power. He fucking in again. In my defense, I thought I was. <laughs> I, did, did you, I did. I did. It check. doesn't matter I, what you thought. <laughs> it does because I listened back <laughs> to I listened back to the episode and I expressly said, "Does it sound magical?" And Ben was like, "No," and I was like, "Oh, I'll keep playing the music." Then it was like, "Idiot." Tricked you, OC. I'm like, oh, you bugger. <laughs> the oldest trick in the book. OC as I see. Should have known. I made that magic. Um, so I don't think we can take that gift away from her. That we need to um, perhaps trap her somewhere. Now, what I'm thinking Found a shadow. is, yep, well, Shadow, you could try that. Um, or potentially have a sword here that's got some stuff trapped in it. What if we do an old switcheroo? Oh. What if we free Ullumbriar and give her this realm and stick this chump in the sword and then throw it down a well where no one will ever find it? Bit of a gamble, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know. It is a gamble, but everything's up in the air, isn't it? Can't see any downside. I don't know. If, if there is a better way of, of resolving this, then fine. But I'm, I'm more thinking we are heading to one place, and that is us walking up there, her saying, blow up the moon, us saying no, and then everyone dying. Oh, speak for yourself. So making it, throwing all the cards up in the air and seeing where they land, uh, maybe we'll get a better hand. Um... But if you've got an actual plan, then that, that would be... That's all I've got. <laughs> I mean, there might be something you could do in terms of what you know about the world there might be a spout law yeah i want to spout law on the first contract <coughs> on the first contract you say okay yeah. um spout law when you consult your accumulated knowledge about something well plus int int no it works for <laughs> charisma now for me remember <laughs> that's that's not what it says in the book what if i told someone else to spout law about it or is it something that i specifically know it might, Percy might have tomes regarding it. Hey, t Percy, check your tomes with regard. Yeah, if it's int, you can borrow my tomes. Yeah, I'll have a leak <laughs> through his tomes. Okay, Percy, do you want to roll help? Roll aid or interfere with Tristan? Um, what did he for that? I don't need it! Keep your damn no books! Way. I'll tell you what I remember. Hey, believe in yourself, Tristan. Oh, God, it's my... Wait, I'm clipping. 
you talked to Ambiforax about yeah. the Realm of the Dead and about the first contract. So yeah, something interesting and useful about the subject relative to your situation. The first contract is the contract that states that everything must die and that everything that dies must pass through the realm of the dead. That's true. Must pass through the black gate, through the well of forgetting. Right. It is a fundamental law of the universe and there are fundamental powers that look very unfavorably on breaking it. Yes! Yes, that was it. This is where I'm trying to get to, is that, like, it feels like she's in defiance of that contract. And she's trying to, she's, like, formed a kind of, like, a barrier between where she's trapping souls before they can get to the Black Gate, as far as I can see. Yeah. We need lawyers. I'm almost tempted to dob her into Amber Forax, see if I can... Uh, Your main man. <laughs> ...give him a quick phone call and say, uh, just so you know, <laughs> he might actually be uh, pretty keen to know this information. The thing that you're conscious of, Tristan, is that you can't feel shadow at the moment the way you normally can, in the same way that Enigma feels well and healthy, because this is a fantasy setting. I love fantasy <laughs> settings. I have an excellent sense of direction and I'm super healthy. We play the things we want most. <laughs> yeah, like an 11 intelligence role. For me, it's getting naked all the time. <laughs> the dream. Apparently. Yeah, so I think your thinking is really good here, Adam. But the white lady looks like she's anticipating some kind of answer from you. She says... So, will you do as I wish? Will you bring yourselves into this grand endeavour? Will you help us reshape the world? I could totally use her and then, like, turn, like, twist it right at the last minute because I don't see that going wrong. Exactly. We humbly accept no. your proposal. <laughs> she says, thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like we all agreed that. Uh, well, I don't feel what? like we all agree to that. It, it's stolen for time. How do you not know that? I have that? a number of conditions. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. Adam has conditions. Adam, you, you have dealt with them before. You know you have just heard Tristan enter a magically binding contract. Oh. Just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't stipulate anything. Yeah, but that's you, what we're doing now. say you wanted chocolate with it. You know, or like she a turns, pony. She, looks, or... she turns to you, Enigma, and says, Chocolate, if you wish. I. And then it is agreed. Adam, ah! Enigma. <laughs> At least I. You've got chocolate. I'm going to be king for a few <laughs> years. <laughs> Do something cool, Adam, because you know what my plan is when it comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> Do something good, Adam. I'm going to be the king. Enigma gets chocolate, what do you want? As usual, I've worked out what's happening and where I stand, but not a plan.
by John Smith's is really fishy tasting. Uh, oh. I don't think that's <laughs> its major unique selling point either. I just assumed that John Smith was like, you're willy. So John Thomas. <laughs> that's John Thomas. Yeah. Got yeah, that's a lot up. of different Johns. They're related by having the same first name. And <laughs> the same penis. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like Rob Sausage and Rob whoever, whatever the other food stuff was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> egg. <laughs> Rob Sausage and Rob Egg. The white lady appears beside you in all her feral beauty. And she says, done a welcome to. Welcome oh. to crudely drawn swords. Fuck's <laughs> sake, <laughs> You literally requested that. That's literally oh. what you're like. I know how Goon you should bag. start it. I do. I know, it. but like, I would have been helpful this bit. time. I'm like, wait, Ben, you've made a mistake. Let me help you. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. I do appreciate the... Uh, um, okay. I think it's because yeah, we will... didn't do intros. That sort of threw Stu. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was so confused. Yes, and I get, I get why you were confused. I, it was confusing. Um, okay, it, so... it wasn't really, though, was it? Well, it, a tiny bit, a tiny bit. If you weren't really paying attention. All right, we'll recap. I've given up alcohol for Lent, so uh, this is a sober podcast for me. Yeah, I've, I've given up money lending for Lent. I've given up. <laughs> Can't think of anything funny to say. Just give I've up. given up standing slightly on a wonk. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> We've all given up recording crudely drawn swords for most of Lent, so yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. Have you had COVID yet, Stu? Please. No, is that a Wait, no? that sounds somewhat really insulting. I don't get sick. You know that. Okay, so we're He's the holdout. We're the holdouts times. now. Uh, nice air high, five. <laughs> air high five. I've had it like three times. Yeah, so. Gwyn's had it <laughs> on average. We've had it. Gwyn once. had it before it was cool. Yeah, yeah that's true. Gwyn had it before. <laughs> and then it was when cool. it was cool. And then, and now, it's, yeah. and then now. And now it's retro. Yeah. And now people are just a bit over it and you're like, yeah, I guess I'll get it again. Coolsies. <laughs> just keep rotoring up. Uh, yeah, and like before you had COVID, you didn't need glasses. Now, barely see. That's <gasps> true. I'm the only one that doesn't have glasses, if you ignore Pete. <laughs> Don't ignore Pete. Wow. You want me to put some glasses? <clears throat> Power move. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's got... it. I, always, I force everyone to wear their glasses so my eyes look better. <laughs> it just makes Jesus it easy to see the bags underneath them. Dry out. You can tell we haven't recorded for a while because everyone's flipping manic again. We're like, yeah, I'm hanging out with my friends. <laughs> it's weird. I moan every I've time, but I always enjoy it. one conversation with other humans in the last week and a half. That's yeah. it. And that was just you going, oh, God, I'm too ill. I can't talk I'm to you. I'm so falling. 